Hello, welcome to This Week in Japan. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. And together we bring you everything from around the land of the rising sun to get you, like, in that headspace of what living in Japan is really like without the isolation and loneliness. If you guess living indoors and not going out all the time, that is correct. <laughs> the crippling, crippling loneliness. Anyway, this week we have a bonanza for you, Thomas, of just all the local news happening around Japan that I get to see from behind my computer screen, because even though I live here, <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> nothing. Best I get is when there's something new at the convenience store. It's like, ooh. My sad, sad life behind us. We have for your listening delectation, Godzilla the Dust Buster. He's seeing if he can get a music deal up there with Ghostbusters. Some cream puff crime. Is it actually done by the sweet or is it just cute people doing crimes? Find out later. Sanrio mascot elections. Uh, actual real elections that are much less interesting. <laughs> A man creates an unexpected item in the bagging area. Lifetime movies coming soon with some more crime. And Japan can't recycle. It's trying, but it can't. All along, we'll wrap that up with some boring traps. Want to know what any of those puns were and why they're funny? Listen to the next half an hour to find out. (laughs) But... The main thing that we're starting with is Cute Corner. And it's time for Godzilla to eat your dust. I mean, it is recommended that if you spot a Godzilla, regardless of whether it's good Godzilla or bad Godzilla, it's to run in the opposite direction as fast as possible. You don't want to be near a Godzilla when it's doing its Godzilla things. Well, this one you push behind it because this is an addition. This is a dust mop cover. Which is just, it doesn't do anything. It's just a plush Godzilla you can put on top of your mop. Like your dust mop. So when you push around your mop, you can go, Wee! I've got a Godzilla! Rawr! It's like one of those kids' toys where they push them to and fro. Like, but they make, like, sounds. Instead, it's a Godzilla and you're cleaning because you're an adult. (laughs) hey anything that makes the chores a little easier i I will be happy to take um i'm not entirely sure whether the original creators of godzilla anticipated that their allegory for nuclear destruction would one day be used as a mop cover but you know stranger things have happened well it is going for the original theme because it's not based on the modern godzilla it's based on the it's based on Japan's Godzilla universe because did you know Thomas Japan has a separate Godzilla movie universe I mean I I wouldn't be surprised at all especially considering like if you've got if you're trying to merge both American and Japanese Godzillas you've got to deal with that strange Matthew Broderick Godzilla and that's just mm, I'd rather they just cut the whole thing off <laughs> I can see why they draw the line there there is no Matthew Broderick within the walls of Barsing Say. <laughs> hey, it wasn't Matthew's fault. Leave him alone. 
There are multiple other things that are his fault, though, that we won't get into, because this is a <laughs> podcast about Japan. <laughs> it's just kind of really cute. You just slip slip it down the handle, and you can just push it around. Maybe chase your pets with it. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Clean up your, your relatives after they've been turned into silhouettes. You know, the usual Hulk, the usual nuclear destruction thing. Apparently, he's designed specifically so he doesn't pick up any dust. And he's got smooth polyester skin that repels dust. So you don't even have to wash your Godzilla once you're done washing the floor with him. However, he is a tad expensive for a glorified, well, plush. <laughs> and that, and this is Japan talking, where glorified oh, no. plushes... They're a key part of the economy. I pay for my lunch with glorified plushes. <laughs> it's like the Beanie Babies foretold. Yeah, no, this mop topper is a cool 5,000 yen. So that's 49 US dollars. Ooh, that's a bit dear. Hmm. Oh, oh, by the way, you can't even get it right now because this is Japan and you have to pre-order it. God <laughs> Ah, <laughs> I might, I might have been able to convince myself to buy the the mop by September though. Oh, Thought I think that's what time. they're going for. But I do love the fact that they are literally well pre-order now. Japan, you just end up pre-ordering really weird stuff. I might have a Pokemon plush coming next month, which I pre-ordered in like December. <laughs> It's all the surprise of doing online shopping whilst drunk, but knowing you did it entirely sober and months ago. <laughs> there is no excuse. Apart from this cute little Godzilla, because why wouldn't you want him? Bar the fact you can spend $50 on something else. Like food. <laughs> or, is watching go- else or, watching God's- or watching Godzilla movies. Mm, tempting, tempting. Also, by the way, I've got to put this down here because maybe you know, maybe you don't know. The Japanese way you say Godzilla is Gojira because his name is not Godzilla here. You can make a D sound in Japanese, but it is not here. Gojira. It's meant to sound like something mixed with gorilla. Gorilla whale or something like that. It's a mix of whale and gorilla. Kujira and Gorida. Kujida means whale. Hey, Japanese. But the main section of Cute Corner, Thomas, you can now vote for your favourite Sanrio mascot character of 2021. That means I have to find out which Sanrio mascot is my favourite Sanrio mascot. What the hell is a Sanrio mascot, John? (laughs) Sanrio are the company who make Hello Kitty. Ah, yes. Fair enough, then. Uh, is, so, my, is Hello Kitty not on the list? I feel like that's an easy win. Uh, she is currently at number seven. <gasps> Say it isn't so. No, sorry, number eight. Oh, plummeting by the second. Uh, so they do this every single year. Oh, uh, Hello, Ki- <laughs> Hello Kitty apparently uh, placed fifth in her own poll last time. Wow. So there are lots of... I don't know how many of these in the West you might, like, know exist. I I would argue none. <laughs> Go on. 
Okay, so I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is show Thomas. I'm gonna send Thomas pictures of these. Oh boy. Uh, these mascots. So these are currently the top ten of time of recording. You can still vote, so the outcome can still be changed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you, dear listener, want to get involved in a Japanese company's mascot competition, what is the point of this election in any capacity? What who? What happens to the mascot that wins, John? I assume they just produce huge, huge amounts of merchandise. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, it does sound like it's just a marketing uh, gambit. Yes. <laughs> uh, so right, currently, John. at number 10, we have Bad Bats Maru. And I want you to try and describe Bad Bats Maru to the listeners at home. Um, that is a very grumpy detective penguin with Bart Simpson hair. He's not always a detective, by the way. He's just he's... a very, he's a very grumpy penguin. That is a chef, yeah. So the first one, he has a uh, magnifying glass. And in the second one, he has a, uh, a frying pan and a chef hat and appears to be tossing another mascot around in the frying pan. Um... I believe that's an egg yolk mascot of some description. Who knows? That's Gutama. Gutama? Gutama. That's Gutama. Gutama? Tell me who Gutama is, John. He's the lazy egg mascot. There's a lazy egg mascot? How do you know? I mean, obviously obviously, there's a mascot for everything in Japan, but you're going to have to elaborate on this a little for me, John. How do you not know about the lazy egg mascot? Oh, look at him. He's so lazy. That is... Just egg yolk sitting on egg white and going there, and, and that is fantastic. Actually, is he on the competition list? Is he number one? Is he number one, John? No, he's not. He's he's just good at hammer. <laughs> he just is. He just exists. Fantastic. He might be because good at hammer. Yes, good at hammer is Sanrio. Hey! I'm not gonna have fun editing this, so it makes sense. <laughs> Does anyone expect anything we talk about on the Japan podcast to make sense, John? It's Japan. It, the the fun is in how insane it is. Oh, no, you have to use a smartphone. Oh, that's <laughs> What? You have to use a QR code. The things I do for this podcast. Oh, my God. I'm definitely on some kind of list now, even if it is only Sanrio's mailing list. <laughs> okay, so here it is. Your vote can change the outcome. Take action for our brighter future. I'm not joking. 2021 Sanrio character ranking. Uh, it is currently the 36th year of Sanrio character ranting. Woo! Okay, begin voting. Okay, so currently... Uma, Gudetama is currently at number 12. Ah, oh, he won't make the list today then, folks, but there he is. I'm not going to go through all... God, how many of them are there? <laughs> There are current. There are eighty. There are eighty mascots. Why do so many? Of, why are so many of them using magnifying glasses? Magnifying glasses seems to be a theme, and I don't know why. Uh, if you know the significance of Sanrio's magnifying glasses, please message us at geeksandgaijins at gmail or at gaijins on Twitter. Do you know who's also a Sanrio character, Thomas? Hello, Kitty. Agretzko. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. 
Um, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. Okay, so obviously these ones, obviously these ones, like, the rankings change all the time. So we're just going to go through these ones that I have on the article. But they will be in different places, so make sure you vote for your favourite. And here is our next one. So we had Bad Bats Maru, Gudetama, who is just a, he's a lazy egg, if you've never seen him before. I love it. He's kind of the best. We have this one. Okay, so yes. They are all magnifying glasses. It's I think it's the same magnifying glass, regardless of art style. So that's fantastic. Uh, that is another penguin. That is another penguin in a bow tie and a little sailor's hat. Um, this is Tuxedo Sam. I mean, uh, I like the style. It, it, it's got a little less personality than Grumpy Penguin, though. I feel like we've taken a step down. It's cuter, obviously, but it's less interesting. Uh, at number eight, we have established there is Hello Kitty. I don't think I need to remind Thomas what Hello <laughs> Kitty looks like. <laughs> oh, who's this then? This is a Kogimun. It, it's a sheep, isn't it? Uh, it is a tiny flower doe fairy. Oh, Oh, I think... I th- I think the little things by its ears are meant to look like wheat. Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, nice, 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 nice. A bit. It, it is just a white blob. <laughs> it's just a fluffy white blob. But, uh, uh, all right, I see that. Next up, we have Little Twin Stars. Hey, look at that. It's a, a, a pink-haired person and a blue-haired person uh, with... A wand and a ribbon each. Really going for the whole Gemini audience there with those two. I can, I respect it. I was more thinking it just looks like two people who are going to go cosplay uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah, yes. Mary and Joseph as the new, uh, new Japanese mascots. You know what? They would do it. Next up, we have My Melody. It's a bunny with a cute little hat. Uh, yeah, so uh, this is Hello Kitty's best friend, and she has like it. a pink hat, and she she came out back in 1975. That is basically Hello Bunny. Yeah, fair enough. Then we have her evil alter ego. <gasps> oh, now that's good. Kuromi, Kuromi. Oh, I like that. She only came into being about 16 years ago. Uh, Can you describe (laughs) her for us, Thomas? She just popped into existence. She formed from all the human malice. You're going to have to imagine an evil Hello Kitty with a sort of dark jester imp aesthetic with uh, pointy ears and a a sort of jester's ruff with all the bells and stuff on it. And what looks like a pointy tail, like a proper arrow-shaped devil's tail. I can't quite tell what the symbol on her forehead is supposed to be because the magnifying glass is in the way. Um, But she looks very devious and evil and uh, looks like a lot of fun. It's a pink skull. There we go, then. Thank you very much. But no, so she is the the bad girl in all of these. Uh, I'm afraid, Thomas, I don't think you'll like all the rest of them because they're just all dogs. (laughs) Uh, well, fair enough. Next up, we have Pochacho. Pochacho. These are really difficult to read written (laughs) down in English. (laughs) And that is, in fact, Hello Doggy. Yep. 
That's uh, a black and white dog with a pink hoodie. Sick. Uh, then there is Pom Pom Pudding, which I think is a reference to a dessert. <laughs> he does look very sweet. Uh, he, he's just a big round yellow dog with a with a beret on. Uh, sure thing. Because pudding in Japan is like custard egg pudding. So I think he's kind of meant to look like I think like he's that, that colour, yeah. And then lastly, we have R. The favourite. Oh, no. Oh, no. I do not like that. <laughs> Cin- what is Cin- that? That is cinema roll. <laughs> I mean, it certainly looks like it's trying to be a cute little cinnamon roll, but um, it looks like it's melted in the sun. <laughs> That's supposed to be a dog as well, is it? No, uh, it's just supposed to be a cloudy like mass. It just is, cloud. yeah. A cloudy mass is a good way of describing that. That is just a blank white. It looks like it's supposed to be vaguely dog-shaped with the sort of long drooping ears, or like a very depressed rabbit um they look very happy very very charming but they do look deformed um i will say he won the popularity contest last year i guess he's bland enough to cover all the bases it must have a wide tent but oh dear not as wide as his ears though god vote damn. for gudetama vote for the egg vote for the egg I think the egg might be one of the better designs out of this. I, just, I like the evil cat. That's charming. Looks okay, like they put that's... actual effort into that one. The the evil cat the evil cat is like our apology vote. That there's our backup. But we here at Geeks and Gaijins officially endorse Gudetama. If we're doing rank choice voting, officially number one choice Gudetama, number two choice is the evil cat and uh um... Kudumi. Minus negative is cinema roll. I'm gonna to have to put number three as Grumpy Penguin. Actually, I just, I he just he st- stands apart from the rest of the crowd by being um, grumpy. <laughs> How will this huge statement by Thomas affect the political realm of the Sanrio popularity characters? Only time will tell. Thomas, do you know what also requires time? I almost uh, messed up the bit. I almost went, do you know what also requires crime? It's time. No, wait. Swap that. No. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime, John. It's simple as that. Or vice versa. And this week's crime includes pelting Bentleys with cream pudding. Come again? I mean, I've heard eat the rich, but this is starting to get ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, they do leave a sour taste in the mouth, so you do need to put some flavouring on. So this is in Kyoto, because of course it bloody is. <laughs> uh, a 30-year-old man who owns a Bentley, therefore I have so much sympathy for him. Oof. Um, he was... Uh, his Bentley was vandalized by someone throwing a cream puff, also called a shoe cream in Japan, at the back window. And it's like, and the man said, it smelled terribly sweet. There was a cream puff wrapper in the trash can by the vending machine in front of the office. So I understood right away. 
So he wasn't even um, in the car at the time, I'm going to assume. He just walked out to find his car cream puffed. And the car itself, by the way, just in case you want to know, is worth 15 million yen. That's 139,000 US dollars. That man can afford a car wash. Uh, yes, but apparently, after they cleaned off the rear windshield, there was a small chip in the glass about the size of a baby's fingernail. That man can afford to go to a garage. <laughs> what? Why do I care? <laughs> uh, the man said, I think there was something hard, like a stone in it, he said. I was pretty shocked. Or maybe I'm thinking, here we go. Kyoto police, take it from me. The man had frozen the cream puff beforehand and then thrown it like it partially defrosted. So the center was still hard, but it still like squished everywhere. <laughs> ah, truly a, a master of premeditated actions. This masks vigilante, the cream puff man. Cream Puff Man. This was premeditated to some extent because uh, security camera footage did see the man and apparently the man was recording themselves. So keep an eye on your Japanese TikToks for people <laughs> pelting Bentleys with cream puffs. You know what? That's a trend I can get behind. <laughs> Yeah, but instead of doing it at Bentley's, do it at my face. Everyone, please throw random Japanese snack foods at my face. Do you know who else is going to have stuff thrown at his face, Thomas? No. I never know any of the segues. <laughs> Come on, John. I can never guess any of this. Thomas, you're spoiling the illusion. <laughs> uh, a Kansai man who was arrested for defrauding his 35 girlfriends. Come again? What? Not, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Three hours later. Not 31, not 32, not 31, <laughs> not 34, but 35 girlfriends. He defrauded them. That's a nice clean round number. Well, that what? we know of so far. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm currently in, in shock at the moment. Um, please elaborate exactly who this man is and how he managed to find the time to date 35 different people. Well, he is 39 years old. I'm not going to name him, but he is a part-time worker. So that's how he's got the time. Lots of free time on his hands. And he's been arrested for defrauding uh, women and pretending to be in serious relationships with them. The most recent case being a 47-year-old woman... Uh, where when he told the woman that his birthday was on the 22nd of February, when in fact it was on the 13th of November. So basically, he's been scamming these women mostly by saying it's like his birthday and stuff when it's not. That counts as a scam? Uh, well, mostly, uh, well, it's part of that and partially basically semi-promising to marry them. Uh, because you also have a 40-year-old woman who he told his birthday was in July and a 35-year-old who thought his birthday was in April. And so uh, the 35 victims, it says in the article, with possibilities of more, uh, accuse, the, accuse him of cheating them out of about 100,000 yens worth of, like, birthday gifts of, like, money and clothing. Can you 
cheat someone out of a birthday gift. Well, yes, because it's not his birthday. So if he'd waited for his birthday, there would have been no fraud, is the idea? <laughs> I think it's. Te- I think part of it is the fact that he is willingly misleading them. I think if you told everyone, oh, yeah, my birthday's on this day and got gifts from all of them at the same time, I think he'd be a bit of an ass, but I don't think he'd be doing that much that was illegal. I'm just a little spotty on the the actual law on this, but sure, if it sounds like the man's being an ass anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, so I can't find any more information on, like, the actual law, but it seems he was arrested on suspicion of fraud. So I think they are technically counting, like, him deceiving when his birthday was. Um, he's also, don't feel too bad for him, because uh, also his part-time job, he was part of a multi-level marketing organisation where he sold water conditioners and shower heads. Okay, but that is actually a con. So... <laughs> like, how, how, how did he f*** this up so that he got caught for lying about his birthday? God... What? So it seems all the women, like, came together and, like... Uh, oh, dear. And reported him to the police. Somehow they found out that he was dating them and then was like, oh, I got him some for his birthday. And it's like, that's not when his birthday is. Wait a minute, he's been lying to us. I've, I, What a weird little plot this is. Yeah, it seems a lot of the women, he was also basically misleading them on saying that he was going to marry them, which it, 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 obviously there's no law against promising to marry someone and then not. Uh, it depends on whether there's things like gifts and money that he's also then organizing and taking from them. If he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get married. Just give me just give me some stuff for the wedding. This is total speculation. I have no idea. But it is, it, it, at the very least, a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though it is quite interesting, I'm currently watching video of him literally being, like, chased by a reporter. <laughs> I think that is the definition of f*** around and find out. Here's one thing you don't want to find out, Thomas. Um, about a man who... Um, I'm just going to come out and say it. He pooped in the supermarket checkout lanes uh, and received a 300,000 yen fine. Sir, they'll have toilets. You just have to wait. No, they don't. (gasps) So this is a man who wandered in at 4am into a 24-hour supermarket. Already a bad start. He told the staff member, I want to poop. Fair enough. Who then told him that the toilet was locked overnight for security reasons. Seems like an issue. And so the man then responded by saying, I'll do it here. Unnecessary escalation. Carry on. Um, so he was probably arrested for indecent exposure. Yeah. And also charged with obstruction of business. <laughs> oh, I'm not so keen on that law. Obstruct business all you want, but, like, don't poop. I think it was more the fact that he pooped, like, in the checkout lanes. I think pooping anywhere in the store would count as obstruction of business. Because <laughs> yeah. who the heck wants to go into a restaurant if there's shit on the floor? But come on. Um, and so uh, these crimes uh, hold a maximum penalty of three years in prison or a 500,000 yen fine. 
I'm assuming they're going to give him the fine. Well, now it's time for a tragic anime backstory. What? Because when this man went on trial, um, some information came out. Oh, no. Mostly that back in January, his father had passed away. And which led him turning to alcohol and basically becoming an alcoholic. And he was hospitalised more than once for alcohol dependency. And basically oh. on that day, he'd been drinking since noon and it was 4am. Oh. Himself and the judge are working together to try and uh, help him kind of out of it. Because the presiding judge has stated that rather than the maximum punishment, uh, he w- the man would be given a 300,000 yen fine. So it's about $3,000. However, this fine would be reduced by 70 yen a day for each consecutive day that the man does not drink. Oh, that's going to be rough. Yeah, that, that the withdrawal is going to be rough on that one. Which means, But that does mean if he can go 40 days without drinking his fine will be completely waived. That's a long time for an addict to go without a hit. Oh. Yeah. I hope he has, well, I hope he has a decent AA around. Yeah, but it it also does show that these are silly, these are silly, funny stories, because ha-ha, man poop in supermarket. <laughs> but there are also, like, some rather sad backstory where people's lives have led to this moment. But also, like, the interesting level of how people are using the law to, like, try and um, bring him out of it. Because apparently he's promised to support a group for alcoholism and saying that the incident didn't... And saying, he said that if the incident didn't cause him to swear off drinking, uh, then he is truly doomed. Well, that's a fairly negative mindset, but sure. And there we are. So... Some light at the end of the tunnel? (laughs) Are you talking about for the man or the poop? Why not both? Why not both? But now, Thomas, we have come out of the tunnel to the light that is snack break. Insert angelic choir here. I'm just going to use that effect. I'm not going to add any edits at all. Please do not. (laughs) <laughs> if you couldn't tell I was never in a church choir okay so some people might know of course we've talked about Pocky and Pretz significantly the fact that 1111 in Japan is sometimes known as Pocky Day Whee. where people buy each other Pocky whereas in the west we know it more as Armistice Day <laughs> just a fun little you know <laughs> cultural difference there it was a very interesting i was reading the bbc news about this this was last year i was reading bbc news about stuff on the cenotaph and one of my co-workers came over and gave me pocky you know what oh, you could dear. probably do with some pocky if you're dealing with armistice day to be honest well what i have here thomas is pretz but not any pretz we've done pretz before uh-huh. this is this is magic pretz. Magic pretz. Ooh. What's what's so the magic, magic about it? Magical changey milkuno. So it's it is 
flavor changing fun. I think the flavor's supposed to change when you eat it. It's like one of these limited edition ones. Because it sounded to me like it was one of those flavor changing food straws that you used to drink milk through. Okay. 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 So I've messed this up because I'm me. I. So this is a milky flavored pretz, and you are supposed to combine it with other flavored pretz to make what a, like a new flavor. You're supposed to like eat this together with other pretzes to change their flavor. What? However, on the back of this packet, they have a times symbol and not a plus symbol. Fair enough. So I just have... Mad I thought this was like flavor-changing pretz, but no, I've, I'm now going to have to buy more of their products to make this worth it, which I'm not doing. Because <laughs> it's 8pm at night and I don't really like pretz that much. <laughs> Oh god, it smells obscene. It does just smell of like really sweet condensed milk. There you go. It's a pretz. Yeah. Magic. It's, Woo. it's a stick. I'm a wizard, Harry. It's sweet cardboard. They've covered cardboard breadsticks in a sweet powder. I've been like, oh, I wondered. I was like, I was excited for these because I was like, oh, they changed flavor. No, there are things to change the flavor of other stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh, if you eat them together with the, <laughs> if you eat them together with the salad pretz, then they're like soup. If you eat them together with the tomato pretz, then they're like bolognese. If you eat them with the roast flavored pretz, they taste like pancakes. That is magic. I mean, I suppose, but, like, you eat anything together, it changes the flavour. You don't need... <laughs> I think if you eat pretz whilst drinking a cup of milk, you will get exactly the same, if not a much better experience. I feel cheated. I mean, to be fair, John... The pretz do exactly what they say on the package. It's just that you couldn't read the package. <laughs> that sign can't stop me because I can't read. <laughs> oh, dear. That's wonderful. Foreigner angry at thing he does not understand and did not try to. <laughs> oh, look, it's half of Twitter. Well... Something that's almost as disappointing as that pretz is the Japanese government, everyone. Hey. Give it up for Suga the man who has lost not one, not two, but three by-elections. Woo! It's not going well for him, is it? No. No. His party's still fine, though. <laughs> oh, the party is... the party is forever. <laughs> Ain't no party uh, like a Suga party. But no, these are... Uh, these are... Uh, in the UK, we'd call them by-elections. I think in the US, they're called, like, special elections. So these are because of people stepping down or whatever. Uh, the proper election comes this October, most likely. Which, Suga's party will still win. It would take an absolute miracle for them not to win. But 
it is very unlikely whether he is going to keep on leading the party. Though there's no one that anyone really likes as much. Like, there's no one anyone really likes either. He is like the ultimate compromise candidate. He's also been doing absolutely nothing. Oh, no, wait. To deal with coronavirus currently in Tokyo and Osaka, Yoto and Hyogo, there is a state of emergency for the third time. There are a bunch of other prefectures that are asking for a state of emergency, which they're not letting them, which means that restaurants close by 8pm. Very emergency. And are banned from serving alcohol. I mean, yeah, you'll get people coming in and taking a shit on your floor. You don't want that. While department stores and movie theatres are being asked to shut down. Cool. Because also that means if we ask you and you then lose money, we are in no way responsible. F***ing cowards. Indeed. And also sports events are to be held without fans. It's a shame because it's very hot at this time of year. Yeah, so currently there is a huge surge in coronavirus over the last month in Japan. Oh no, I wonder why. (laughs) Uh, A political science professor from Nihon University said he knows he has to do something, but nothing seems to be going right. Yeah, because everything he does, he doesn't do anything. He's like, oh no, I didn't do anything. Oh. It's not like there's other countries you could possibly take some fucking ideas from, Japan. The main issue is, is that Japan very much likes to defer taking decisions. It, it, it's a thing that I find a lot in the corporate culture. It's like, oh no, we won't make a decision here. We'll make it down the road. We'll make it down the road until someone just eventually has to say yes or no. But then all the stuff's on them. Whereas here, the act of not taking a decision is a decision in itself and it's causing this. The main uh, argument of, well, the main thing that this article is trying to focus on is that basically, like the UK, elections aren't on a fixed time, which means that the that the actual prime minister has an advantage because they can just call the election whenever they want. But it has to be called by a certain time, which is this October. And due to the fact that the party have lost these three seats, uh, basically it means he's much less likely to do it before October. How whatever the Olympics are is going to happen, nobody knows, let alone him. (sighs) Looking forward to that blowing up in his f***ing face and him losing even more seats. That would be funny. Yeah, but you know who also wants to be in charge of the the party? Taro Kono, the man in charge of the vaccines, who is also a far-right nationalist. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing a really good f***ing job with those vaccines, isn't he, John? Far right nationalist. What? 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 You'd think if he loves the Japanese so much, he'd actually, you know, make sure they don't die of disease, right, John? Yeah. Though there is another one called Fumio Kishida, who is known for more moderate... Sorry, he's not known for... He is associated with more moderate viewpoints. (laughs) Some of my friends are centrists. Oh, but like Shinzo Abe and most members of the cabinet, Kishida is affiliated with the openly nationalist organisation Nippon Kaigi. Yeah, f- ah! f- off. Ain't got no time for that bullshit. Off is in the direction in which he should f. Indeed. But yay. Oh, it's the government. Oh, it's. Oh, oh dear. Dear, 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 dear. A bit of light in this shit sandwich where the shit, I think, is the bread. 
That's not how that's supposed to work at all. Well, all Nippon Airways, or ANA, which one of Japan's biggest airlines, has said they're going to replace all plastic trays for economy class meals on international flights. With items made from eco-friendly material coming this August. Which, which, which is nice. It's, a, it's something, I guess. I mean, it doesn't actually do much to offset the massive environmental damage that the planes are doing, but good for them, I, I guess. I guess it's like this is extra stuff. The main problem is Japan as an entire society has a serious problem with single-use plastics. Like, recycling does exist here. It is difficult to do. Uh, but it does work, but they do burn everything. Though apparently <laughs> apparently, this change, uh, this replacement is expected to cut plastic waste by 317 tonnes a year. That's a lot of, that's a lot of waste. That's yeah. <laughs> good they're getting rid of that, because that shit is not funny. Yeah, it's the kind of thing I'm like, oh, no, oh, that seems like a really dumb idea. Then you realise just how many of these things they make and how many people go on these flights and how many f- how much food is served. And you're like, oh, that that actually changes a decent bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, apparently the trays will be made from uh, bagasse. bagasse? I, I have no idea how to say that word. A fibre remaining after pressing sugar cane to extract the juice. Lovely. They've not yet decided to use these trays on domestic flights, uh, <sighs> but that's co- that's because domestic flights just use paper boxes at the moment. They don't oh. use, like, plastic Well, stuff. that's okay, then. Oh, and they're nice. Even last year, they introduced wooden cutlery and bioplastic-made straws. Um, however, uh, because uh, no one was flying in them, I don't think anyone noticed. Yep, and Suga has said that he will ach- that Japan will try and achieve carbon neutrality by 2050, with the first aim to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 46 percent by 2030. And three hours later, prove me wrong, Suga. I didn't even say anything, but you all understood what I was thinking. I'll fucking believe it when I fucking see it. You can do it, Suga. Gambate. Looking forward to. Japan's government initiating a greenhouse gas initiative in 2029. I am going to be using the beep button a lot in this episode. Yep. And finally, talking about, should I compare the Japanese government to wild animals who should be killed? heart tells you john i don't know what to do after that so there's a japanese city to introduce wild boar traps that notify government employees of catch by email i'm just i thought it was an interesting story but then my brain kind of like overrode sorry my mouth kind of (laughs) overrode my brain going into that i mean you caught yourself you 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 took a moment to think I was just like, oh, great, ah, oh, yeah, ha, ah, pigs, politicians, ah, oh, yeah, that's that's a great comparison joke thing. Ah, oh, yeah, oh, no, this is about killing wild boars. <laughs> if anything, it's an insult to the boars. So, 
Japan does actually have a problem with wild boars, uh, and there have been more of them, and they've been basically causing huge amounts of damage, and they've been coming in the cities, and they are dangerous things. Like, even in my prefecture, where we don't have a lot of boars, um, we do have a... We have a prefecture alert. So there is literally, on the prefectural website, there is an alert, which if someone sees a wild boar in the area, uh, you get, like... Uh, it tells you to avoid the area and not to approach it. Warning! Warning! Boar sighted! This is now boar territory! Please <laughs> vacate the premises! I think it's more the fact these things are dangerous and they also tend to hide in the paddy fields. Mm. So you can't see you can't see them until they're quite close. And especially, especially like, kids commuting and stuff, it's more mm. like, oh yeah, let's... Let's not see who would win between an eight-year-old and a wild boar. You're just walking by a nearby farm and suddenly the Jaws theme starts playing. Uh, uh, what's up, nothing? <laughs> I just really... I just love to practice my violin whilst I'm on my tractor. <laughs> Don't get enough practice with the wife. She doesn't like it. Says it puts her on edge. <laughs> Can't see why. <laughs> uh, so yeah so this is a new system which is going to be attached to each trap which is a GPS device and it basically uh, it will alert you when the trap's gone off so rather than the people just doing a once over like mm. each of the each of the things which might not sound that interesting but it's just like an idea of oh like oh that's that's technology with Killing wild animals. I'm I like, am I'm, I'm, looking forward to all the false positives on those traps. <laughs> Are you just imagining the boars like doing like fantastic Mr. Fox? Are they just gonna like booby trap the traps? It's either that or some other animal that's gonna walk in there and you've gotta release like a, a stray deer or something from the boar trap. I'm sorry, with the last setup, I'm just imagining the boars as Ewoks now. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the problem is you've got to worry about the boar traps and then also the boar's traps, which are just, you know, guerrilla warfare things out in the paddy fields. If you're not careful, you're going to be sort of like hit by a giant log from absolutely nowhere. I'm just imagining the two logs that come and like squish the ATS exactly. when it's walking. <laughs> That's why you don't go in boar territory, kids. They the, have defenses. The boar traps. The boar bee traps. Well, I for one welcome our new boar overlords, but that is the end of the show. <laughs> Damn boars. They ruined Borland. No, wait, wrong meme. <laughs> and that is how Borland in Japan was made. Just its own neutral territory run entirely by sentient boars. Which somehow still ended up being influenced by nationalists. <laughs> oh, nationalist boars Cody's going to have a f***ing breakdown We've been Geeks and Gaijins You can of course find us on all different podcast suppliers They're great If we're not on one You're clever, you'll work it out uh, Please leave us a review I believe in you If you do leave a review and send it to us via Twitter You'll of course read it out on the podcast We are on Twitter which is at Gaijins. We are on Facebook, Geeks and Gaijins. I'm on Instagram at the Gaijin John, in which I post pictures of our stuff, but probably not the disappointing 
Pretz, <laughs> milks, dicks. Doesn't deserve it. Show him a picture of a lazy egg instead. Also, I'm forgetful. That is, there is that. But we also have a YouTube channel, which is Geeks and Guardians, which possibly you are listening to this on. Uh, yeah. Thomas will make more stuff soon, we promise, if you listen to the end of this. <laughs> I want to make I want to make it clear John is making that promise for me I promise nothing <laughs> well that's the thing we kind of balance each other out oh. we're both we have, equally we... lazy but we push each other to do something at least it's a, a miracle that this podcast even gets made every week to be honest Yep, it's because I have stupid amounts of free time. And we are also on Twitch. We had our miraculous return last week, uh, and we are hoping to come back soon. So we are going to try again this weekend to stream. So make sure you subscribe or follow twitch.tv slash geeksandgaijins. Is there anything I've forgotten to talk about, Thomas? Hmm, uh, no, I think we've got everything covered. Thank you all for listening. Ah, and of course, you can email us, geeksandguidance at gmail.com. Thought I'd forgotten something. There it is. See? Forgetful. Both of us. It's forgetful as boars? See you next week in Japan! See you next week in Borland. Welcome to This Week in Borland. <laughs> <laughs> Snack break is more truffles. <laughs> <laughs>